0: Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. While you're standing, why don't you grab your Bibles this morning? I don't want to preach for too long. I want you to go to the book of John chapter 4. Praise you, God. Chapter four. I'm going to read from verses five to verses seven. It says then cometh he to a city of Samaria, he being Jesus, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Everyone say sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. If you're someone who likes titles, I've titled this, Come See a Man. Come see a man. Why don't we just close our eyes? I just want to pray one more time. Precious Jesus. I tread carefully, Lord God, because I know your presence is here. Pray, Lord, your spirit would continue to work in our hearts, Lord God. As we hear your word, Lord, let it find good ground. We work deep into our heart, Lord. Let it affect change. Let it affect growth, Lord God. Help us to be different, Lord, when we leave. Lord, more like you, God, I pray. Thank you for the power the authority of your word, Lord God. Pray your anointing rest upon our hearts. We ask it in the name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. It was usually very early in the morning to beat the oncoming heat of the day. When the women of the town of Sychar would gather at their local well to draw their supply of water for the day, they would swap stories. They would catch up on each other's kids. They would talk to each other about the latest news. You see, the well was a social place. Merchants would often stop there to water their animals and to set up their stalls. Travelers would stop there to rest and to refresh themselves. It was, even in the Bible, we see that it was not uncommon for men to even find their future brides at the well. It was a social place. It was a a meeting place. It was a place where people gathered. And yet the Bible tells us that it was the sixth hour when this woman came to the well. It was the middle of the day. The sun was high in the sky. It was hot. It was dusty. Nobody liked to go to the well to get water because fetching water was hard work. That's why they did it in the morning. But to go in the afternoon, it was hot. And yet this woman came. In the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, in the dust of the day. You see, this woman, she wasn't like the other women in that town. This woman, she was one of those people that had a reputation. This woman had made some bad choices in life. This woman, she'd made some mistakes. And I guess it's not too far out of bounds because human nature has never changed. But I am guessing that rather than face the condemnation of her fellow housewives, she chose instead to come to the well alone. When nobody else was around. When there was no one there to talk to her. She did not want to face... Their accusing glares again. She didn't want to hear the sharp words of rebuke. She could not abide any longer the long looks of distrust and disgust. When everybody else in that town avoided her, when everybody else rejected her, when everybody else had nothing. To do with her because she was that woman in that town. When nobody else wanted to count her as a friend. There was a savior. Sitting by that well. That was still willing to speak to her. To reach for her. To heal her. To help her. and I'm pretty sure I am not the only one in this building today who's observed in their life that when I am trying to avoid the spotlight, when my life has been full of shame and regret, when I've made mistakes, when I've felt like I've not had a friend in the world, when I've not known which way to turn, when my emotions have Overcome me and I am in distress. There is still one who will talk with me. There is still one who will not turn me away. There is still one who will meet with me. There is still one who will comfort me. And can I let somebody know today. That if you are feeling distant from Jesus. If you are feeling down and out. If you are feeling this morning like you've let God down. He's still reaching for you. He's still calling your name this morning. Because when others have walked out, He'll still be there. When others have written you off, He'll still believe in you. When others want nothing to do with you, He still wants to be a part of your life. When others have let you down, He remains faithful. He remains present. He remains involved in your life. And when you are overcome with shame and regret and fear, it is at that point that Jesus will still be reaching for you. Someone needs to just worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Jesus has a purpose for you. Jesus has a plan for you. Jesus has a life abundant for you. He has always got something more for your life. It does not matter your background. It does not matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your social standing is. It doesn't matter what others think about you. God has always got something else for you. Why doesn't someone shout amen right now? As we read on in John chapter 4. Verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. That I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will be in him a well of water springing up into Eternal life. You see, when this woman came to the well, she was coming for water. Every time she came to the well, she got water. She didn't come to socialize. She didn't come to meet other people. She didn't come to water her animals. She came to just draw water for herself until she met Jesus. And Jesus offered her something far better than just plain water. He offered her living water. And as you read through the dialogue that she has with Jesus, through the rest of that first part of John chapter 14, you can see that she is hungry. She's thirsty. She wants A relationship with something that will satisfy her life. Can I encourage somebody here today that Jesus will always have something more? for you somebody is sitting here today feeling like they have peaked in their walk with God that that they know everything there is to know about God that they've understand what it means to be a Christian that they know the path that their life is going to take but can I tell you today that Jesus will always be calling us into a deeper relationship with him he will always want you to be growing he will always Want you to be learning. He will always want you to be hungry and desiring more from him. He's searching for the hungry heart. Our job as Christians, as children of the living God is to get something into our spirit that says, I want more from God. Because it's just so easy. It's just so easy to fall into a rut. You know what I mean by a rut? We just we do the same things. Come to church. Maybe you're involved in a ministry. Maybe you're not. You You clap your hands. We know the songs. You lift your hands and, and you hear the preaching. And and so often it's like just day in and day out. It just just nothing seems to change. We spend our lives just drawing that plain old water out of that well. I'm here to tell somebody today that God has got more for you. God is looking for For a hungry heart. God is looking for a thirsty heart. He's looking for people who come into that this place with their mind made up and their heart set saying, Jesus, I need you more. Jesus, I'm not satisfied with last week's experience. Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to grow more. I want to learn more. I want to spend more time in your presence. I want to pray more. I want to read my Bible more. I want to know you more more. He's looking for people who want to get behind the vision. He's looking for people who want to reach their world. He's looking for people who want to make disciples. He's looking for people who want to make a community. But can I tell you, it's only going to happen when we get a hunger and a desire in our heart for more of God. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5, it says, "Blessed." The hungry, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We've got to have a hunger. Paul wrote and he said, That I may know him. What do you mean, Paul? You've known God for years. You met him in a road to Damascus. You've started churches. You've been a missionary. You've seen the dead raised. You've seen yourself survive shipwrecks. You've seen prison doors flung open. You've seen churches get started. You've seen the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You've seen demons cast out of people. You've seen signs and miracles and wonders. And yet even the great apostle Paul said, I'm not there yet. I've got to know God more. Is there anyone else here this morning like me who wants to know God more in their life? Why don't you shout amen right now? Because here's the thing. It is only when we get more of God that our lives are going to ever truly change. Church, we need an encounter with Jesus. You need an encounter with Jesus. We read on in, in John chapter 4 and verse 28. It says, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city, is verse 28. And she said to the men of that city, she said, Come see a man which told me all the things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Can I tell you, church, this is what we need as a church and as an individual. We need to have an encounter with Jesus. I want to be a church that reaches our world. I want to be a church that makes disciples. I want to be a church that creates a community where people belong. It's our vision. We reach, we make, we belong. But until we come face to face with Jesus as a church, We're never going to be able to effectively fulfill that mission. This encounter that this woman had at the well with Jesus, it completely changed her life. It transformed her from someone who was shameful, who was embarrassed, who didn't want to talk to anybody, to someone who was willing to go back into the city and call everyone together and say, hey, come and see a man. Come and see this man called Jesus. That's what I want for my life. Because it is the only way we're going to make a difference in our world. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible tells us that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them, what? That they had been with Jesus. I want our church to spill out of those doors after a Sunday service and run into people at work, at school, at university, at college, at TAFE. Wherever we go in life, I want people to feel like, man, that person has been with Jesus. That's what I want for my life and I want to be part of a church that's like that. I want my life to be marked by the presence of Jesus. I want people to see that there's something different about me. I might not be perfect, but I've spent time with Jesus. I might have my faults, but I've spent time with Jesus, and He's leading me, and He's guiding me. I might not know everything, but I'm growing, and I'm learning, and I'm getting stronger, and I know Him more today than I knew Him last week. That's the kind of relationship I want. And I want people to sense something different about our church. You know, our church is not perfect. If you're looking for a perfect church, there's the door because it's not this one. We have our faults we have our hang-ups, we hang our hook we have our hook-ups and our, our problems and, and the things that we struggle with as a body of believers. But, but in this church, I want this church to be one where we feel the presence Amen. of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In this church, I want people to be healed. In this church... I want the broken to be made whole. In this church, I want the wounded to be welcomed here. In this church, I want us to have an encounter with Jesus. I don't want to be the same today as what I was last week. And it is that encounter with Jesus that will be the best witness you will ever have. That woman... Verse 28, she ran from that well into the town crying, come and see a man. She did not run into that town saying, come and see a great church building. She didn't run in there saying, come and see an awesome music team. She didn't say, come and enjoy an air-conditioned auditorium. She didn't say, come along for a great Sunday program. Come along and enjoy. Joy, a nice lunch. No, she said, come and see a man. Jesus needs to be the center of our church. Jesus needs to be the reason that we exist. Jesus needs to give us our purpose, our direction, our focus as a church. Every program, every song, every word, every message that is preached, everything that is done in this church needs to point people to Jesus. We have to be a church church. Where we have a relationship with Jesus because the best witness you have when you are out there. And that's the thing, church. We're not called to be witnesses in here. We're called to be witnesses out there. But the best witness you can ever have is to have had an encounter with Jesus. People will argue against theology. People will argue against programs. People will argue against organizations, but they cannot argue against an encounter with Jesus. And so it's our job to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And that's what Jesus was offering the woman at the well. As we all stand this morning, told you I wasn't going to preach long. It was water that was springing up into eternal life. Or in other words, it was a, a source of water that was never going to run out. It was always going to be there. It was always going to be sustaining her. It was always going to be growing and, and, and flowing in her life. Jesus was giving us a spiritual application to the physical water. This woman came to the well to get. But can I tell you the problem with so many Christians today? And I've been there, I've had that problem as well. Is that we try. And get by on a Sunday with just a bucket of water to last us for the week. I know I'm talking really direct right now. But we need some people in here who say, you know what? I don't want to just get that single bucket of water every week, but, but I want what Pastor's talking about. I want that, that spring of water, that, that enduring, ongoing relationship that, that constantly sustains and, and grows and rewards and encourages and guides and leads us. We can't be satisfied with just meeting Jesus at the well once every week. We have to learn to pursue that deep abiding relationship with Jesus. It's one that is active all day, every day. And it is that that attracts people to Jesus. It is that which will empower us to be witnesses. The Spirit of God living within our heart. This is why Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 4, He said, Abide in me and I in you. We cannot exist as Christians outside of Christ. The word there, abide, means environment. It's like trying to get a fish and and only putting it in the water once a week, leaving it out for the rest of the time. It's like putting you underwater and only letting you out once a week. We're just not designed to be like that. It's like pulling a plant out of the ground and expecting it to continue to grow and to thrive and to flourish. It doesn't work like that. It's got to abide. It's got to be deep in the ground so those roots can grow. Church, there are some people here today who need to learn how to abide. We can't just keep a relationship with God once a week. But it's got to be an ongoing thing. It's got to be an everyday thing. You know, there's, there's people here who are struggling with their walk with God. There's some people here who barely made it to church today. Can I tell you, you need to abide. There's some people who think, you know what, Pastor, this is great and all that, but I got my life pretty well sorted out. Thank you. You're not abiding. You think you've got it all made. Nuh-uh. You need to be growing. You need to be learning. You need to be challenging yourself and saying, God, I need an encounter with you today. I need to grow today. I need my relationship with you to be deeper today. Because as Christians, we are not called to just survive, but we are called to thrive. And so this morning... As we open these altars, if you would like to come and pray. Maybe this morning you, you, you're you one of these people who are struggling by. Just struggling by. You don't understand why some people are passionate about living for God. Why some people are crazy about living for God. It's because we've got that, that living water flowing inside and bringing life and freshness every day to our hearts and to our souls. Maybe you want that this morning. Maybe you're just hungry because you want to know God more. That's great. That's what God wants. A hungry heart is what God is looking for. You can come and pray too. Maybe you just want to have a deeper relationship with God. You know, God, I, I want to know you more. You know, God, sometimes we come to God and we're like, you know, God, I've got a I've got a library list of everything that I've done for you. Can I tell you God has got more for you? It's interesting, you know, when you consider the life of the apostle Paul. He said, you know, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. You know, concerning the law, I was blameless. I ticked all the boxes. I did all the right stuff. I knew all the things to say. I had this education. I was this good. But Paul goes on and says, you know what? All that stuff that's behind me now. I count that as dung, the Bible says. It's, it's lost. I, I want to know God more. I'm pursuing Him more. Because the only way that we will ever reach our world... And I don't know what your world is. Maybe your world is your kids. Maybe your world is is your work. Or maybe your world is school. But the only way you are ever going to make a difference in the lives of your family, in the lives of your school, in the lives of your work colleagues, is if you have that deep, abiding, abundant relationship with Jesus Christ. As we sing this song, I'm going to open these altars. Why don't you come this morning? We're not talking about, you know, you're the worst sinner. We're just saying, hey, I want to know God more. That's me. Amen. So why don't you come pray this morning? Thank you for those who have responded to God's Word already. Let's sing this song and let's begin to talk to the Lord, church. If you don't want to come and pray, that's okay. But I want you to worship the Lord. I want you to pursue that deeper relationship with Him right where you're at. Young people, listen to me today. You need that deep abiding relationship with God. You cannot get to heaven on your mom and dad's relationship. It just doesn't work like that. You've got to have your own relationship with God. You've got to have your own hunger, your own desire for that relationship. Mom and dad can help. Mom and dad can pray. And I thank my God. My parents pray for me every single day. They still pray for me. And a lot of you have parents that do that. But can I tell you, you need to step out in faith and say, okay, God, I want that relationship for me. Let's sing this song or come to the altar. Hallelujah. Oh, God.
1: Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? To Do your thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to Spot with the precious blood. Pray them for joy from the ashes in you. of
0: relationship with you this morning. Oh, he doesn't just want one song. He doesn't altar. want just the Sunday. But the he wants to know you more. He wants to know you deeper. He wants you to grow. He wants goodness, you to learn. He wants you to be encouraged oh, this morning. Me, the precious blood of hallelujah, Jesus hallelujah, hallelujah, so hallelujah, hallelujah. Come to the altar. altar.
1: for the crown till the world of the treasures is found jesus is calling bear the cross as you wait for the crown Tell the world of the treasures is found jesus is calling The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was
0: brought with. Praise the your Lord. Why don't we all, why don't we all stand Jesus this morning? Let's sing this song together. To There's still some people praying. The There's still time this morning. If you the want to come and pray, arms you can still come and pray this morning. Wide.
1: Forgiveness was brought with the precious one oh. Oh yes, hallelujah! The precious blood of Jesus Christ will come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was brought with the precious blood of
0: Jesus Christ. Praise you, God! Praise you, God! You know, God is interested in the one. God is interested in the one. You know, I, I didn't read it, but John chapter 4 and verse 4, verse 3, it says, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. So Jesus left Judea and he was going to Galilee. And the Bible says that he must needs go through Samaria. Jewish people didn't like going through Samaria. They didn't like the Samaritans. They would journey out of their way to go around that region to get to Galilee. But Jesus is always concerned with the One. He wants a deep relationship with you this morning. Every single one of us. How do I know that? Because I know Him. He loves you. He died for you. He cares for you. He knows you. He knows your faults. He knows your failures. He knows your moments of triumph. He knows when when you're on top of the world. He knows when you're at your best. He knows when you're at your worst. He's known you throughout your entire life. The Bible says that while you were formed in your mother's womb, He knew you. He held your life in the palm of His hand. The beginning from the end. The first breath to the last. The first second to the last moment of life on this earth. He can see it all. And He still loves you. I don't know what tomorrow holds for me. But I know there's a God who does. And that God wants a relationship with me. Is there anybody safer to have a relationship with than with Jesus? I don't think so. Because He has always got my best interests at heart. Man might fail me. Government might fail me. Work might fail me. Family might fail me. Loved ones might fail me. But He will never fail me. He will never let you down, church. He will never let you down. Praise your Lord. Why don't we just close our eyes. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Jesus.